To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Are you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? Jay here, positivesarcasm.com. Find me. Oh my God, look at those volumes. They are out of control. I gotta lean back. Lean back. Lean back. Jay here, positivesarcasm.com. Find me on Twitter at POS Sarcasm. Go to minds, minds.com. Username, positive sarcasm. Instagram. Even though I'm not on there right now, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. You can hit me up through my username there, or you can contact me directly, positive sarcasm at elk.com, or you can just go right to my website, positive sarcasm.com. The infamous. Is it really infamous? Not really. Mm-mm. Ice coffee, organic whole bean Peruvian by Molsimo. Fair trade, of course. No pygmies were killed during the making of this coffee. Uh, however, it is an iced coffee. It has a shit ton of coconut cream and whole cream. It is light with a slight hint of vanilla, but mostly coconutty with the heavy cream. Pretty sure that was heavy cream I bought. Was it? What's that? I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you've ever, ne- if you've never, if you ever, ever, ever getting back together, if you've never had a coffee with heavy cream in it, you're missing out on all things holy about life. You, I swear, if it's the first time you ever have truly a, a generous amount of heavy cream in your coffee, you will find God. Oh, oh, oh holy shit. Um, it is quite good. It really does bring the true the truth out of the creaminess and the sultriness and it's it's sex with a straw especially with iced coffee Mm. but it's good hot coffee too anyways rambling so you can find me on all social medias if you want to donate to this wonderful universe that i built with my bare hands and a little help from squarespace you can go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate all my information is there all my stuff hey listen up i got a problem no not that one see your doctor if it's longer than four hours, consult your physician or buy a hookah. If. Okay. I saw a lot of bitch ass kids today. And I got my first thing here. I remember a couple weeks, a uh, few weeks back, probably don't. Um, I, I saw an article. It was like a seer. Not an article. It was like a. When you go shopping for clothes and shit. Right, and you go like and you look online, you look at the clothes and stuff that people are, and you look at the models. There's some weak ass models on there, straight weak, no muscle definition. They got no fucking posture. They just they, they it's like if Joaquin Phoenix was like a hemophiliac and he was starring in the the Machinist there, and it just it's this this dude is so fucking weak looking. He just like 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 he was getting fucked in the ass. This dude. It's if you go to uniqlo.com, U N is in Nancy, I Q L O.com, there's a promotion there for men's easy dry X ankle length pants. So, first of all, do I wear ankle length pants, like dress pants or chinos? The answer is no. Can you? Well, I, a lot of Italians, generally, if you, if you uh, read a lot of Vanity Fair, well, let's face it. I don't think anybody – if you truly read Vanity Fair, you've got too much time in your hands or you're a bitch. 
I don't even think, first of all, I don't think women read Vanity Fair. So you're just a straight up bitch in the, in the term that you're just a lame ass weak person. Nobody reads Vanity Fair. Okay? No one. No human reads Vanity Fair. But the reason you buy Vanity Fair, simple. You like smelling the colognes and the perfumes. So you basically just, if you don't, if you are at a cologne or at a perfume and you need to smell good for the night, you can just grab a Vanity Fair, find the first, find like going like four pages in, and there's probably like Eva Longoria's in there, and it's like, you know, fucking whatever, Chanel coconut, and just rub that shit all over your neck, you're good to go. You know, you don't want to go out and spend like the 80 bucks on, you know, whale piss. You can basically just rub a, a, a Vanity Fair on your face and you'd be good to go. You'd be smelling right. But, so yeah, a lot of these European clothes, yeah, you, uh, can a guy wear ankle pants? Not, I guess. Like, they're like chino, I'm looking at these things, they're like beige chinos, uh, no belt, and they go, they're just above the ankle. Um, I can't see myself wearing those unless I had, like, red socks and, like, a nice, a really nice pair of, like, dress sandals. Then I could see myself pulling it off, but... Maybe it's because for hot weather, I don't, I don't see myself wearing these clothes. I'm not knocking the clothes in general, but I got a huge problem with the dude, well, so-called dude, I don't know what the fuck his pronoun is, uh, wearing them. Beautiful pair of pants as far as the stitching and everything, but he is just, there is, n- this, this dude has never lifted anything in his life. He was immediately put in a bubble the moment he fell out of the fetus. This dude is a bitch. Like I said, go to uniqlo.com, U-N-I-Q-L-O.com, and you can see this pathetic excuse. He's like a Joaquin Phoenix, um, like he was, this, I mean, this is like Joaquin Phoenix's aborted brother who somehow just, who somehow s- survived plant parenthood. He's got some makeup on. His hair has definitely been sprayed for sure. He's got paint in his hair for sure, dude. He's got no muscle mass, none, Okay. Never played polo in his life. Well, I mean, yeah. So this dude, he's just a, it's a, it's a bitch example. I'm sure they could have found somebody who weighs over 142 pounds to model these pants and model this shirt. Like the shirt's nice. The pants are nice, even though they're high ankle shirts. But it was, it's, it's the same comparison to the guy I, I talked about a few weeks back where he just, he was modeling this shirt and he just, his posture was awful. He had no muscle mass. He's just a weak human being. These are models. You're supposed to represent something. And I don't know what kind of agenda or what you're trying to represent, but I wouldn't buy the pants or the shirt just because of the fact of what this dude represents. He's not, it says men. This is not a man. Okay. This is barely a fucking male. How do you justify having, he's probably got what? Um, I'd say 10 in charms. And this is a grown male, 18 to 27, and he's probably got, I'd say, or his bicep and his, uh, 10 inches? Mm, no, I'd say about eight. I'd say he's got like a six, six to eight inch arm, six to eight inch bicep, whereas I've got like a 16 to 17 inch bicep. I okay, 16, 15 and a half when I'm dieting really hard, but this dude's got no strength, no upper body. He's, 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 he's a dog shit human. I don't care who he is. Dude, fucking work out. And 
That pisses me off even more. I literally go and get to get go and get some heavy creamer, you know, to justify my justify my cold coffee drinking. And uh, one dude looks like he's getting ready for a snap dance contest. He just kind of he's like strutting, kind of. He's like he works there, and he's got this fucking attitude on his face. You just want to smack him. He's just he reminds me of that that drag kid whose uh, parents are being investigated for making him strip at gay dance clubs. Um, he just kind of had that walk on his face, and he doesn't look at people. He's just like, mm, I'm in my own little world, so I do what I want. Fucking bitch. And then, um, who's the other one? Oh, yeah, this girl, and she's still in her, her, her Catholic school gear. She had to be somewhere between, I'd say, 10 and 12. Somewhere between 9 and, and 13 years old. Okay? And she's got her fucking cell phone, her, her, her cell phone with her OtterBox on there, and she's grabbing... Uh, stuff from the from the grocery cart and putting it on the conveyor belt while she's in the conveyor belt. No, why, why she's in the conveyor belt? While she's in the cart. Okay, this is a grown ass girl, grown ass girl. All right, in a fucking cart, not a baby in a cart, staying saying stupid shit to her mom, handing off fucking Doritos and sushi and and on her phone with one hand not even paying attention to her mother just sort of like indifferently looking in one direction and just handing off the stuff here i'm helping i matter fuck you bitch it just i'm so annoyed with the laziness your fucking generation's got a serious problem in your hands you're all lazy i got no respect for you i apologize for none of it Anything I say to you that even remotely hurts your feelings or is harmful or offends you or triggers you or reminds you that you're even remotely human and you have to learn to toughen up and get a thicker skin, I apologize for none of it. You deserve all of it. That's actually a good way to end that story. So, if you've got a kid and he looks weak, I don't care if he grows up gay, straight, bi, Wants to work, wants to fucking be in the circus. Give that motherfucker some weights and feed him some kale, broccoli, and red meat. He's gonna need it. Anyways, you can find me on all social media. I also want to talk about, before I get into today's articles, I had an emergency phone. It was an emergency! It wasn't really an emergency. It was a last second commercial that I had to make for Hero Pups. I know we're gonna segue from. From me talking about this this new generation that's a bunch of bitches to talking about puppies. That's right. That's how we do it on this fucking podcast, yo. So, <laughs> she's, yeah. I'm surprised she actually reached out after the shit I've said on this podcast. Anyways, I'm cheap. That's why. Um, I'm kidding. No money is exchanged. Mm-mm. But this coffee is delicious. I'm actually almost done. That's what I like about fucking iced coffees. They go down too quickly. That's what she said. Um. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, the Hero Puppets ad. So, I got contacted on Friday night. Uh, They had a new string of recruits. New puppies for the heroes, you know, the veterans, the first responders. New emotional support animals that need to be quarantined and uh, uh, socialized with pups and humans and gotten ready for whatever duties that... Um, Hero Pups sees fit. Well, I got to meet them firsthand uh, Saturday morning, and they looked great. They were the sweetest things. There was one girl who's going to need some uh, some procedural work, but for the most part, they're healthy. They were found recently. They're brought up north. They look great. They look like 
great. They're gonna be great animals to socialize. They're a lot of fun. They didn't really bark all that much though, you know. But uh, for the most part, they looked wonderful. I got a ton of footage. Uh, the commercial was finished. I actually, it was great to actually show. It was great. It was great to actually show uh, one of my clients how the process of making a uh, a commercial or a video is actually done. Like, the hardest part was actually, as it always is, is finding the right music. And that's what my forte is. But actually researching them, getting, sitting down with Laura, researching the music, even if it's for like a 30 to a second to a one minute ad, it, it matters. What the fuck is going on? Ugh. Waste management guys are freaking going and picking up recycling shit. And it... I wonder if you can see it on the sound bites. And it caused some somebody's car alarm to go off. So we're going to work through it. I don't know if you can hear it. If you can't, good. Hold on. Oh, glory, glory. Hallelujah. All right, so... Yeah, so she got to sit there. We went through. We reviewed the music. We went for a solid hour that night after getting after catching up. Went for a solid hour looking through copyright free music. <clears throat> Finally, found a song that she. I was watching her reaction to all the songs. Found one catchy enough. And she's like, "Ooh, that one!" And bam, we threw that on there. Immediately started the 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 idea started coming ahead. I mean, we only sat in the pen for like I'd say twenty to twenty five minutes. Of doing video work and then uh, took a bunch of pictures, which I got to give to her so she can do whatever she wants with them. And then started to create the video. And creating the video after we got the – why am I yawning? After we created the – got the, the music, it, it started to flow really nice, like chopping up the commercial, showed her the layers, figured out what we wanted to do as far as putting in words. I let her dictate most of it because she knows what she wanted. She wanted to be, to be simplistic and kind of like a teaser for like the new puppies that are coming out. You know, because these puppies aren't going to be private. You're going to see these puppies for, you know, for a few months of, you know, going out there and socializing, going to events, uh, and then for other when they're actively on duty as emotional support animals or whatever else they're supposed to be doing. Mm. Um. So yeah, it's absolutely important to get them out there to share the, spread the word. Plus, if you want to sponsor the, if you want to sponsor the animals, you can go to uh, HeroPups.com. If you want to sponsor them, you know, give money, give them a name or whatever. If you just want to support it all, you can go to HeroPups.com, and there's tons of information on there. You know, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Feel free to check that out. It was a great time. I was so glad to get up there again, do some ad work for them. Get their get their information out, and it was great to catch up. Like I always do. Apparently, it's like a tradition now. Whenever I go over there, I cook dinner because I'm a savage in the kitchen. Hashtag savage. Uh, so that was great. So you can go to Facebook.com/slash/HeroPups, or you can go to Facebook.com/slash/PositiveSarcasm. I also shared it. It's got about 700 views on it so far on Facebook. It's only 55 seconds long, but it's great. It came out, you know, near perfectly. I forgot to do. Oh, I hate when I do this. I forgot to color correct the actual video. I was going to give it more contrast so the grass was a little greener and there was a little more depth when it when it came to the puppies, but I didn't do the contrast. So, sorry. I'll do that. I'll do I will do better next time. And I'm also still waiting to hear back from my client with the wedding video. If they approve it, I'll put it up on YouTube. If not, you'll never get to see it. Boohoo. 
And it is confirmed, and I believe it is also, there's maybe a few tickets left, but this 200-seat spotlight room at the Palace Theater is officially going to be sold out, I think by the end of this weekend, for Saturday, May 25th at the Palace Theater in Manchester. Uh, the South Sudan project that I've been working on for quite some time, my video is, is finally going to get uh, debuted there in front of 200 people. And that's awesome. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm glad for Agatha. I'm glad for the organization. I'm glad we're finally getting started. I wanted it to be the, the theater, not the spotlight room, but I guess we're going to shoot for that in September or whatever. And you know what? Hey, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, it, it's a good place to start. Still 200 people. You got to start somewhere. And, you know, hey, it's not my organization, but I do want it to be large enough where we, you, you do, you want to go grand. When you'll go, go big, right? Um, so that's going to be done. I'll actually, once that's done, that'll get edited and that'll get thrown up on positive sarcasm.com and on YouTube. Of course, YouTube positive sarcasm that will be dropped. I'd say to edit it, it would be, it's going to drop. I'm going to shoot the, the, the rest of the video with the video in the video. Get, see what I'm going at. That's going to be within it's May 25th. So it'll probably take me a week, two weeks to edit it, you know, between, in between other shit that I'm doing, you know? And then probably by, I'd say, June, it should be up. And then I got to, but between then and now, holy shit, I got a drifting video. Uh, I, I, I'm finally going to be going back to the drift track. I try to get some new angles and a new, just, you know, continue that series. Want to get that moving again. So that's going to be in May. I might have another Polk and Film Scramble coming up. Defending Champion. That's right. I think. My Defending Champion? No, I think I gave up the belt because I had to skip one. So I'm no longer defending champion. I am a return champion. I'm a former champion. I'm just a fucking champion, okay? I am. I'm just a winner all around. Hashtag winner. Um, and I've got to do... I'm still I'm still working on the ones... My personal ones that I want to work on. One's going to be for June. And another one has to be for May. And i got to start shooting that hashtag this weekend. Hashtag this weekend. That's right. So i got to get that done. Start doing that this weekend so I can at least buy early may because i got a lot of time to do stuff next week you know get on the ball so i can start focusing when get that done then start focusing on the drifting stuff and then start focusing on the south sudan stuff so then i can start focusing on the june stuff you feel me dog and then i can start focusing on other vlogs that i've been wanting to do for quite some time whatever they may be oh and then of course in june i think i also have like the the, the pilots thing again those rc pilots i Think they? I think they called upon me to attend another event. Ah, still got to sign up for the AMA. Son of a bitch. Um, holy shit. Okay. All right. So that's done. Uh, hey, you know what? I also, if you guys are looking for uh, sugar-free gummies, not like you know weed gummies, but I just I just stumbled across this website, and I figured for health and wellness reasons, if you guys were looking to kind of cut back on your sugar, there's a company called AlbaneseCandy.com. It's the world's best, it claims. But it's albaniescandy.com. They got sugar-free gummy bears there, uh, dairy-free, fat-free, gluten-free if you have uh, celiac disease. They also have uh, chocolates there, uh, Easter chocolates, milk chocolates, dark chocolates, chocolate-filled whatevers, mixes. So you can definitely go check that out. They got all kinds of other shit, but it's albaniescandy.com. If you're looking to cut back on your sugar but you still want to get that sweet tooth taken care of, Remember, if you consume, just keep this in mind though, if you are a, a person who's trying to cut back on your sugar or on your carbohydrates for whatever reason, remember, if there is a gram of sugar alcohols in there, you know, like sucralose 
or, sh- or sugar alcohol or aspartame, always treat or stevia, always treat a gram of fake sugar, as you want to call it. So say you got three grams of fake sugar or sugar alcohols. Treat that, take that number, count it, and cut it in half, and that's your carbohydrate intake, okay? Because any any type of carb requires water, okay? So three and a half, say you got three grams of, of, of fake sugar or fake carbs, that's, cut that in half, you got a gram and a half. So if you got 10 grams of, su- of fake sugars or fake carbs, that's five grams, okay? And that's what you'll be ingesting per serving. So just keep that in mind. But if you are looking to cut back on your sugar, I always promote that. So absolutely go and check that out. AlbaneseCandy.com. Free plug, yo. Free. Hashtag free. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, I got a bunch of movie. I got a bunch of articles I want to jump through and then we're going to finish up with a movie review and spoil. And no, it's not going to be the Avengers Endgame. It's also not going to be Game of Thrones because I don't care about Game of Thrones. So you can spoil that all you want. Uh, I'm sure it's a great show. I just don't watch it. I've seen like two episodes. But it's not going to be Avengers. I'm seeing Avengers Sunday night with Mr. Frowley. Mr. Frowley. Going to be seeing that Sunday night. Uh, and I've been off Instagram. I've been off the, you know, keeping stay, keeping an eye on the, where I sh- go on Twitter and stuff. Because I don't want to see any spoilers. If you want to freaking get spoiled, you just go on Instagram and go into Explore. They will fuck you up. All right, they, there's spoilers everywhere, and it's not easy. You have to avoid the news because the news is showing you how much they make, and then they show new clips in the in the thing, and then they have articles, and it sucks. Is because I'll wake up in the morning, I'll check it out, and then a news story will flash across my phone saying what will happen after the, you know, how did they undo the snap and shit, and it's like I don't want to know, I don't want to know, so I have to turn off notifications. So you turn off notifications, I don't want to know anything. So it can be difficult. You have to stay off social media. You know, if you don't want to get a movie spoiled, especially a movie this big, you have to turn off all notifications. You have to shut people up when they're at work. Oh my God, did you see this movie? Shut the fuck up. You got to stay off social media for the most part because you know if you go on there, you know. If you go on social media and you somebody says something, it's on you. You knew not to go on there. You knew not to talk to these people. You knew to stay off the news. Don't go on there. You know somebody's going to fucking spoil it, okay? There was actually a situation where, I think it was like in Japan or some shit, where a kid, Japan, China, Korea, somewhere, some kid saw the movie, ran out into the, th- ran out into the lobby, started screaming spoilers, and then everybody beat the shit out of him. Fuck that kid. He deserves it, okay? If I'm going to go spend 15, 20 bucks on a movie ticket, and some fuckbag comes running out and starts, you know, Captain America, and it's like, all right. I'm going to put my foot in your ass. I'm going to put you in a chokehold till you fall asleep, and then I'm going to let you fall onto the concrete in the parking lot, all right? You can't spoil movies. You got to give it a few weeks. You do. I'd say nowadays, you got to give it two weeks. Two weeks. You got to give it at least two weeks. By then, because this is a movie that made like $350 million opening weekend for domestically. Domestically. I'm talking about domestically. So the the seats the place was pa- places were probably packed. So people wait, they go and see it on their weeknights or they go and see it on the second weekend, which will still kill. So you got to give people at least 2 weeks to go see it. After that, uh, I guess it depends on you how much of an asshole you want to be. So I recommend just not spoiling it all. You know, the movie remember the movies I talk about on here when I do do movie do do <laughs> Generally, um, if I do spoil them, which I generally do, 
these movies have been out for a while. You know, I try not to. And, and at that point, who fucking cares? And if it's a bad movie, I'm not going to recommend you watch it anyway. So I'm not spoiling anything. I'm spoiling how bad it is. It's a spoiled movie, so might as well spoil it. So we're going to talk about um, we're going to have a movie review for, uh, movie review today. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, directed by Luke Bazan. Uh, we'll also talk about oh, we don't talk, we're not going to talk about that, that kid with the uh, ankle length pants. Uh, we've got a couple technology things, uh, NASA related. We got SpaceX. Do I have that? Yeah, SpaceX and yeah, NASA. Uh, let's see, Instagram testing likes. That's from Rogue Rocket. Rogue Rocket, of course, for Philip DeFranco is finally live. So you can go to roguerocket.com for all your all your news needs. And there was a couple other news articles I wanted to jump into. I don't know if we'll have time for them. I'm sure I can make time. I'll make time. That's what I do. I make time. So, anyways, uh, let's jump into the first one. This one, I think, is a quickie. <laughs> um, this one, okay. I got two NASA articles, so let me... Oh, uh, sit back and relax. Sit back. Relax. Let's get this. All right. Article number one. What are we at? 25 minutes? Article number one. <laughs> NASA was sold faulty aluminum in the 19-year scam. The space agency linked it to two mission failures. This is by Sean Keen of CNET. Also, if you're not looking for Avengers spoilers, be careful when you go on CNET. Because, yeah, a lot of dorks over there. Nerd! (sighs) Anyways. NASA on Tuesday revealed that a pair of failed missions were caused by a 19-year-old... A 19-year-old... It's not your fault. A 19-year aluminum scam. The space agency previously said... The 2009 Orbiting Carbon Observatory and 2011 Glory missions malfunctioned when the protective nose cones on the Taurus XL, Ford Taurus XL, rockets failed to separate on command. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good job. Rough. However, a joint investigation involving NASA and the Justice Department revealed that the problem was caused by an by aluminum extrusion maker SAPA profiles, which falsified, uh-oh, which falsified critical tests over 19 years. Oh, shit. Employees at the, at the company's Portland, Oregon facility... Fucking Portland! Fucking Portland! Tweaked failing tests so m- materials appeared to pass from 1996 to 2015, according to the Justice Department. Quote, They then provided the false test results to hundreds of customers across the country, all to increase corporate profits and obtain production-based bonuses, wrote G. Zachary Tillerson, U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia. SAPA, which has since changed its name, (laughs) when in doubt, when you fuck up, change your name, says since changed its name, okay, so they used to be SAPA profiles, they're now called Hydro Extrusion Portland, agreed to pay $46 million, that's it, to the, our fucking, that's nothing. That's a peanut to the government. Paid $46 million to the U.S. government and other commercial customers, which doesn't even come close to the $700 million NASA lost as a result of Taurus XL failures. The company is also excluded from contact contracting with the federal government. Oh, jeez. It is critical, quote, it is critical that we are able to trust our industry to produce, test, and certify materials in accordance with the standards we require. In this case, our trust was severely, severely violated, unquote, said German, Jim, German Norman, Jim Norman, NASA's director for launch services in a release. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. 
If you're going to be sending people up into fucking space and stuff's, uh, this aluminum is uh, like the stuff I use to uh, bake a turkey or something, we got a real problem. So, yeah, you can't be doing that. Fucking Portland, Oregon. Fucking this, <laughs> this space lodge brought to you by Antifa. All right. That, one's a, that was actually a shorty. I actually just saw that one today, uh, but I figured I'd include it in uh, today's broadcast. Brought to you by... All right, article number two. This is also from CNET. Hmm, they're on a roll today. All right, this one's, kind of, this one's uh, kind of a big deal. NASA urges patience as SpaceX investigates the Crew Dragon explosion. Details remain scant, but NASA insists the investigation into the crew capsule incident will take time. Okay. 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 Here's what happened. This one's a long one. Get ready. Oh, it was a rough one, I tell you. SpaceX and NASA are currently investigating. Ah, my paper! Get over here. Okay. SpaceX, I'm fucking nuts today. SpaceX and NASA, it's probably got nine hours of sleep, are currently investigating the cause. Hey, why don't I interrupt, interrupt this fucking article again? Investigating the cause of an anomaly that resulted in an engine failure of the Crew Dragon capsule designed to ferry humans between Earth and the International Space Station. Oh boy. The incident occurred on April 20th, but did not result in any injuries. Well, that's comforting. Only my feelings. According to SpaceX spokesperson, a lot of S's going on. The Crew Dragon capsule suffered an, an quote, anomaly during ground testing. The anomaly caused a serious failure with the Crew Dragon and may have resulted in loss of and may have resulted in loss of the spacecraft, but details remain scant. I like that word scant. Get along you little scant. After the incident, billowing orange smoke was seen over the testing zone at Cape Canaveral, Florida. And an unverified video of the vehicle circulated across Twitter, showing a fiery explosion. The video has since been deleted. Shit! The spacecraft completed a historic uncrewed journey to the ISS, the International Space Station, in March, and was undergoing a series of tests on its Super Dracos, a suite of eight rocket engines that are designed to jettison it from a launch vehicle in case of emergency. The head of NASA's Aerospace Safety Advisory Panel, ASAP, Patricia Sanders, said on Thursday that firing the smaller Draco engines was successful, but the firing of the eight Super Dracos caused the anomaly. I like that word, anomaly. My life is an anomaly. Space, quote, SpaceX is leading the investigation with active NASA participation, Sanders noted at the meeting. The investigation will take time before the root cause analysis is completed. Former astronaut and current ASAP member Sandra Magnus. Understands that there is a lot of interest surrounding the mishap, but call for patience. The investigation is currently collecting data. NASA and SpaceX plan to launch the Crew Dragon and Falcon 9 booster in June this year to test its in-flight short abort capabilities, which utilize the Super Draco engines and prepare to launch two NASA astronauts in the first crew. See, this is why you test shit. It's important, you know? It's important to test shit. It might fucking blow up on you! Although yet to be officially ruled out, National recently removed the dates they were sh shooting for their launch schedule. Quote, it's still too early to speculate on how the body of work will alter based on recent events. Uh, Marsquake? What the hell is that all about? So, in conclusion, test shit. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Oh, boy. All right, let's move on. What time is it? 31 minutes. Anyways, if you want to follow along this shit show, you can go to uh, twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. Don't forget the one. Otherwise, you just send you to some fucking unknown user or porn site or something. And if you want to uh, 
chat with me. You can chat with me on the Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. You can send me questions. You can Q&A with me on there. We had a shit show of a Q&A after the podcast was over last week. Shout out to all the trolls who hit me up on twitch.tv last week. You guys are actually a lot of fun. You're all cool dudes. Thank you all for the follow. I actually appreciate it. If you also want to hit me up, you can slide slide to my DMs. Those those things got tumbleweeds in them. Um, on my on my Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm, you can send me comments and questions there or through my Instagram. Or you can email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. I appreciate it. Uh okay, let's go to Rogue Rocket. I've been wanting to do an article from them for quite some time. And finally I get a chance. And I was gonna do it through another website. Uh, I was going to do it through LinkedIn, but I want to give Rogue Rocket the hit. So, shout out to Philip DeFranco's team. This is by Nina, Nina, N-E-E-N-A, Nina Pesquada, P-E-S-Q-U-E-D-A. Shout out to Nina. Instagram tests hiding likes in Canada. Uh-oh. Okay, three bulletin points. Instagram will test hiding the likes, like counts from photos and videos in an effort to get users to focus on content rather than likes. Turns basically it's going to turn to an art gallery. The test will begin this week and will only be rolled out in Canada. The like feature is a core element of the platform, but many feel that it has a negative impact on both quality of content and the user's mental health. Believe me, I think your user's mental health is fucked out anyways. Hiding likes. Instagram said Tuesday that it plans to test a new feature that will hide public likes and counts on videos and photos. At its F8 developer conference, the Facebook-owned company said the test will begin this week. And will be will only be rolled out in Canada for now. The likes will be hidden in a feed. And permit permit linked permit link. Hold on. How about I try this this message again? The likes will be hidden in the feed, permalinked pages, and on profiles. Head of Instagram Anna Mossery, quote: We want people to worry a little bit less about how many likes they are getting on Instagram and spend a little more time connecting with the people they care about. Well, if they want to spend more time with the people they care about, they can fucking pick up the phone and give them a call. That's stupid. Change is expected. Many had suspected that this test might be on its way. In April, code hunter Jane Wong, a Hong Kong-based woman who searches for unreleased features in popular apps, published screenshots of the test. Instagram, and here's her thingy. It was, uh, she posted on Twitter. Instagram is testing hiding like count from audiences. As stated in the app, we want your followers to focus on what you share, not how many likes you post you get. Jane Manchun Wong. April 18th, 2019. So this was only a few weeks ago. At the time, a spokesperson for Instagram denied rumors of the test saying, we're not testing this at the moment, but exploring ways to reduce pressure on Instagram is something we're always thinking about. Okay. Kind of sliding left, strafing the actual question. The new move is also similar to the one rolled out last year. In November, the company... Yawn! In November, the company announced that they were testing profile designs that de-emphasized follower accounts by placing them off-center in a smaller font. Bold Instagram pressure. Experts will be interested to see how this imp- the impact this change has on the content as well as the perception of the platform. While the like feature can be encouraging to users who enjoy seeing their content perform well, the metric has been understood by some as a way to track popularity and measure self-worth. <laughs> okay. Social media now users now often chase likes. Well, that's why they buy likes. You can you can buy likes. I don't know why you'd want to, but you can. Which argue has led to an increase in less interesting but more likable content. Some users have even gone so far as to pay for likes. I just said that. And followers to keep up a popular persona. I'm, I'm worth it. Uh, along with that, the chase for likes has also been linked to damaging perception of oneself, leading to a rise of highly edited photos. 
according to a 2007 report from the Royal Society for Public Health in the UK, yeah, the UK, they're totally trusted sources. Instagram is the most detrimental social networking app for young people's mental health. Wait till you get on Twitter. Matt Caracho of the author of the report said that the app draws women to, quote, compare themselves against unrealistic, largely curated, filtered, and photoshopped versions of reality. Uh, you can do that. You can get the same shit uh, without Instagram or social media in general. Women do that all the time. It's called makeup. Cake that shit on. I don't know what I'm talking about. Others have noted that the Instagram's current culture has created pressure to curate posts that will look cohesive on one's profile and get the most attention. Those are called the uh, freaking – I forget the name of it. The trend of needing, in, quote, Instagrammable photos that will perform well has even inspired the creation of popular photo spots on social media-friendly restaurants. Interesting. It's unclear if the company will roll out the test in other locations now. The feature, such as a core component of the app and its brand, that any changes could fundamentally change the platform as we know it. While this test only hides the like feature, many wonder if a total r- removal of it is out of the question. If rolled out more broadly, there is a concern that hiding and potentially removing likes could also change the influencer marketing industry and social media marketing in general. Yes, it could because I know that Jerry Media, which is co-founded by Jerry James Olinger, uh, yeah, a lot of his company is designed it, – it was specifically founded and designed to work on social media and commercial advertising for social media. So I'm wondering how that would affect his brand. I mean, I'm, he's a smart guy. He's, he's got smart people on there, Bean, you know, Pat. They're all smart dudes. I'm just curious to see how that would affect and how they would strategize for something like this. While this test only – social media. How many people – okay. However, many feel that a total removal is unlikely as the feature is important in helping inform the algorithm, which when the algorithm originally took effect, we fucking hated it. Uh, helping inform the algorithm that decides which posts, ads, and creators users might want to save. Could Twitter be next? Yet yeah, this is actually – this uh, happened prior. Other social networks such as Twitter has also seemed to open to the idea of making likes and follower accounts less prominent on the platform. On stage at the TED conference in April, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey discussed what he would like to do differently if he were to invent Twitter all over again. Quote, I don't think I would create likes in the first place, Dorsey said, adding that he also doesn't wouldn't make the follower account as prominent. Twitter's prototype app, TWTTR, which is designed to test for testing new features, currently explores this idea as lets people read tweets in a tighter design without being distracted by likes and retweets if they wish to try it. I don't know if you got that last part, but, you know, I, I see this. I'm not sure what social media would be like without likes. I understand. Comments are good. But the more you restrict... <laughs> It's a likes and retweets are are a great way to spread or or promote, and they're a, a simple way to promote something that you want to get out there really quickly, but you don't have time for. If you're gonna like something, you want people to know that you liked it, okay? You want people to know that you liked it. You want to get that information out there. You want people to know that you're trying to get that information out there. I know that trying to get past it, like not having likes at all. There has to be some type of unit of measurement. If you're merely just trying to get information out there, okay, there has to be a discussion as to why this will be valuable. If we're talking about mental health, ment- okay, if we're going to break this down to one person to a person's mental health, that's not a good argument. I wouldn't consider it to be a good argument. Mental health needs to start with the person and their community of people that's around them, their family, their activities, okay? Like, for example, what's on TV? If there's a lot of shitty stuff on TV and they're just doing – 
they're just putting on what people want to watch or what they think people want to watch or what they want to shove down people's throats and people are depressed because they watch too much TV. Well, then just need to stop watching TV and do other shit. Okay, we need to put good content on TV. If people like it, they'll watch it and they'll share it. If you put good content on Twitter, good content on Facebook, and put good content on Instagram, people are going to like it, they're going to share it, they're going to want to watch it. But it's up to you as the individual, not as the collective, as the individual, needs to decide what you're going to like, what you're going to post, and how much, what you're going to do on Instagram, and how long you're going to spend time on Instagram. Okay? That's the thing. It's up to you. Your mental health is in your hands and the community around you. So if you spend less time on there, okay, you you will, first of all, take in a more of an appreciation of what you're actually looking at. But to me, Instagram is, a lot of ways, it can be useful for exploring new ideas and new pictures and sending in, being in contact with people on a certain level. But for the most part, just being, uh, separating yourself from it is important. And I don't think at that point, your your real life is far more important than your Instagram likes, your Instagram life, how many likes you get, how many retweets you get, how, you know, how many tags you get, all that shit. Your life should not evolve around how many likes you get, you know, your, but your interaction is important. It really is. I mean, if you're going to put something on there, you need to learn how the game is played. Okay. But I don't personally like to, how to, you know, cheating the system as far as, Buying buying likes from China, like uh uh those like factories, those follower factories where they have phone. Basically, they have like a giant shelf and it's just full of phones, and they just you literally just buy likes or followers, and the people just use all these these cracked phones to buy all this to get what you pay for. So I'm not sure how it would work. I mean, if you just get rid of it, then it's like okay, then I guess I could just go on Google search. And type in what I'm looking for. Why am I yawning? But I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. I don't know how this would really work. I really don't. I I, I just I don't know. It, it it it's it would be interesting. The retweet thing I like. Okay, retweeting something. Or you have it. There's an article that you read. Okay, you want to get it out there because you have other people's opinions on it. You want to get other people's opinions on it, or you want to spread the word about something. Okay, so retweets matter. Uh, if somebody posts something on Instagram, you can repost, you can use repost, but those are the reposting and retweetings and sharing like on Facebook. Uh, as far as likes, I mean, it's a more simplistic version. Maybe you don't want to share it in your timeline, but other people will see that you liked an article and it maybe it'll interest them to want to check it out as well. So, I mean, would you want to get rid of it for, for Facebook or, or t- for Twitter? I wouldn't personally. I think you just leave it as is. I mean, maybe if you stop shadow banning people and having such a fucking bias, I mean, maybe the, it'll be a little bit of a better place. But the idea that you're going to get rid of it on Instagram, I think that's what it's all about is is getting those likes. It is about getting those likes and getting people to make comments and, and stuff like that. You're posting something that is truly it, – it's simple in its nature. You're posting pictures and videos to Instagram. And it's, it's, you want people's reactions. You want people to genuinely, yeah, the people who go and buy likes and shit like that. Yeah, they're fakes. They're frauds. There's always going to be fakes and frauds and shallow bitches out there who are just doing shit for likes to pretend that they're something that they're truly not. But for the true artists, they do want to get that recognition of something they put in an art gallery or post on YouTube or put on Instagram, because there are certain things that you can put on Instagram and Facebook that you can't put on YouTube for copyright reasons. But you want to be creative with somebody else's create 
it's okay to be creative using somebody else's creativity. If you put your own spin on it, it's, it's just another point of view that you're putting on it. And I mean, as long as you're not being hateful, but I mean, if you want to be hateful, that I, that's another discussion altogether. But for the most part, I think that it's, it's useful. And I think that recognition should be there to be had. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. We're at 43 minutes. I'm going to do one more article. I think we're going to do this. Oh, I had this one. I want to get the, I got to research it. I don't know where the fuck it went. Is it my, in my, in my emails? Let me check. I, I sent this to myself. Uh, oh, shit. This is fucked out. I wanted to watch. I wanted to do this one. Okay. Uh, all right. This I'm actually curious about because I think I just encountered this last week at Home Depot. All right. This is from AP News. Joseph Pisani, P-I-S-A-N-I. Coming to store shelves. Cameras that can guess your age and sex. Oh, dear. Freaking advertising. All right. New York AP. Eyeing that can of soda in the supermarket cooler, or maybe you're craving a pint of ice cream, a camera could be watching you. But if the if it's not there to see if you're stealing, these cameras want to get to know you and what you're buying. It's a new technology being trotted out to retailers where cameras try to guess your age, gender, or mood as you walk by. The intent is to use the information to show targeted real-time ads in store video screens. Companies are pitching retailers to bring the technology into their physical stores as a way to better compete with online rivals like Amazon that are already armed with troves of information on their customers and their buying habits. With store cameras, you may not even realize that you're being watched unless you happen to notice the penny-sized lenses that raise concerns over privacy. Quote, the creepy factor here is definitely a 10 out of 10, said Pam Dixon, the executive director of the World Privacy Forum, a nonprofit that researches privacy issues. At the retail at the National Retail Federation sh- trade show in New York earlier this year, a smart shelf on display by Mood Media tried to detect happiness or fear, quote happiness or quote fear, as people stood in front of it. Information a store could use to gauge reaction to a product to a product on the shelf or an ad on a screen. Simplex Digital Media showed off video screens that could be placed in malls or bus stops and tried to tell if someone is wearing glasses or sporting a beard, which in turn can be used to sell ads for new frames or new razors. This the screens can also be placed at the at the night drive-through. A minivan pulling into a fast food restaurant, for example, might get an ad. For a family-sized meal. Oh, why am I yawning? On the video screen menu. For now, the cameras are just in a handful of stores. Kroger, which has 2,800 supermarkets, is testing cameras embedded in a price sign above shelves in two stores in the suburbs outside Cincinnati and Seattle. Video screens attached to the shelves can play ads and show discounts. Kroger said the cameras guess the shopper's age and sex, but the information is anonymous and the data is being is not being stored. If the tests work out well, this company said it could expand it to other locations. Walgreens, has, which has more than 8,000 drugstores, installed cooler doors with cameras and sensors at six locations, Chicago, New York, San Fran, and Bellevue, Washington. Instead of the usual clear glass doors that allow customers to see inside, there are video screens that display ads along with the cooler's contents. Jeez, we're getting fucking... We're getting really weird here as far as... I, I did. I was in a um I was in a Home Depot just last weekend and this shit was I, I swear it was I don't know why it was there, but I saw cameras and every time I would walk by, 
it would make that it would make like a gong sound or whatever or a bell sound letting it know I was going by and I immediately put my sunglasses on now I know why Diddy wherever he goes he's always wearing sunglasses he doesn't want you know the Illuminati to get his eye get his retinal check uh let me continue the article uh let's see above the door handles a camera that tries to guess your age tracks track and arises to see where you're looking at but Walgreens said those functions are off for now Companies, and this is why I also don't go to drugstores. The company said that the cameras are currently being used to sense when someone in front of the cooler and count the number of shoppers passing by. It declined to say if it will turn on the other functions of the camera. Uh oh, that means yes. No denial. A non denial denial. All such enhancements will be carefully reviewed and considered in light of any consumer privacy concerns, Walgreens says. That means they don't give a fuck about your privacy. Advocates of the technology said it could benefit shoppers by showing them discounts tailored to them or drawing attention to the products that are on sale. Yeah, I don't buy that statement right there at all. But privacy experts warned that if the information being collected is anonymous, it can still be used in an intrusive way. That I actually agree with. For instance, if many people are eyeing a not-so-healthy dessert but not buying it, its store can place at the checkout line so you see it again and maybe your willpower breaks down. Quote, said Ryan Callow, a professor at the University of Washington, school law and co-director of its tech policy lab. Just because a pol- Why am I fucking dying? What's the matter? <laughs> Quote, just because a company doesn't know exactly who you are doesn't mean they can't do things that will harm you, Callow said. The technology could also lead to discriminatory practices like raising prices when an older person walks in or pushing products based on your yes or pushing products based on your perceived mood, such as ads for antidepressant medication. The camera thinks you look sad. Adds Dixon of the World Privacy Forum. We shouldn't be gathering in the emotional state by anyone. We shouldn't be gathering the emotional state of anyone, Dixon said. At a Walgreens New York, a sign above the rack of wine said the store is testing cameras and sensors that, quote, do not identify you or any store or store any images. The sign doesn't say whether the camera or sensors are, but it does have a web address for privacy policy of cooler screens. The company that makes the doors. Calvin Johnson, who was looking for a Snapple, said he visited the store before, but didn't notice the camera until the reporter pointed them out. I didn't like him at all, Johnson said. Oh, well, thank you for being fucking, thank you for the statement. Uh, another shopper, blah, 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 said he noticed the lenses while grabbing Diet Coke, but isn't concerned since the cameras are hard to avoid. There, There's one on each corner. Well, you don't need to go there. Not all retailers are keen on adding the cameras. I think the most important thing that you do with tech is to make sure people know. Know that you're fucking them over. I, yeah, this, this is some Black Mirror shit. I mean, really, I, I don't see a reason why I should not be wearing sunglasses when I, I don't want to, first of all, wearing sunglasses inside is stupid, it's creepy, it's, it's, it's blowhardy. But the fact is, I'm, I'm strongly considering doing that now. Like, you have to get an RFID blocker if you have your wallet, so nobody scans your freaking credit cards and steals your information or your money. Now I feel like I have to get, like, an RFID blocker for my eyeball so nobody freaking steals my retina scan. It's fucking creepy. John Riley, president, vice president of commerce, strategy, consultant, uh, publicist, champion, said retailers risk offending customers who may be shown ads that are aimed at different gender or age group. Nonetheless, he expects the embedded cameras to be widely used in the next four years. To technology gets more accurate, costless, and shoppers become used to it. From now on, he said, we're still on the creepy side of the scale. I think you'll be on the creepy side of the scale, period. Imagine if you're a uh, freaking... Imagine if you're pregnant and a fucking Trojan condom commercial shows up. You think she's going to be hashtag outraged? It's so stupid. I know, I'm, think, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I saw it. I walked in... It was. I walked in the Home Depot. I went to the... the, the I went into the, one of the aisles... 
and I saw these things and I thought they were security cameras, but when I would walk by, it would it would it would bell sound. And I walked by and it would do the same thing again. And I could see myself walk by in it. I don't know why else it would be on there, but I just know that it's it's just getting too sketchy for me. It just gets getting too scary for me, man. I just can't do it. I don't I mean I'm not sure what to do. This stuff is coming down the down the pike. I just don't know what to do with it afterwards, after it's already happened. Do you still shop there? Do you shop somewhere else? There'd have to be a large portion of people who say, we're not shopping here because of for security and privacy purposes. That's the only way they're going to get rid of this shit because then there's no point in advertising this stuff. There's no point in having separate advertising if nobody's showing up to your store to buy anything in the first place. You know, with all that competition out there right now with... I mean, in my place, Whole Foods is popping up. Uh, uh, Trader Joe's is coming up here, has just opened up here too. Then you have Hannaford's and then you have Aldi's and then you have other chains as well. So it's like if people say we're not going to shop, a ton of people say we're not going to shop at your place. Normally they just go where the cheapest shit is or the most guilt, you know, guilt-free organic stuff is. That's where they'll go. But there are tons of options out here. I'm guessing if it's filled with security cameras or not security cameras, but scanners, People are not going to want to shop there. Or maybe they just don't care like normal. Like people when they're constantly on their phones. You know your phone is freaking watching you. But they, they do it anyways. People just accept it. They're fucking lazy. I mean obviously if it was made more adamant. If it was made more clear. Maybe they would think twice. Alright. So we are at 53 minutes. Alright. We're going to finish up with a movie review. I'll try to make this quick but no promises. All right, 2017's Valerian and in the City of a Thousand Planets. 2017, two hours and 17 minutes, action-adventure fantasy, directed by Luc Besson. Luc Besson, direct, if you don't know him well, he directed The Fifth Element, and he wrote Taken, which is good job on his part. And I believe he also had something to do with The Professional. The Professional was also known as Leon. It's with, I forget his name. Holy shit. Well, I don't, I mean, he's on a lot of movies that I recognize. He was in, God, let's see, the professional. He was in Leon, he was in Ronin, and he was also in. Shit. I don't remember. Oh, Mission Impossible and Ronin. And he was in a couple of the flicks, of course. But he was sweet and the professional. All right, anyways. <laughs> Fuck. Valerian, The City of a Thousand Planets, 2017, action adventure fantasy. A dark force threatens Alpha, a vast metropolis and home to a species from a thousand planets. Special operative, operatives Valerian and Loreline must race to identify the marauding menace and safeguard not just Alpha, but the future of the universe. Okay. So, Luc Besson, yeah, he directed this movie. It started out kind of interesting because it, it was very uniting. There was a lot of new, new cult and new group showing up a lot of new aliens they started building on this very small uh very small space station it grew bigger and bigger and bigger by the time they hit a certain type of technology the aliens started arriving and it became this big commercial floating thing that couldn't work in our orbit anymore so they just sent it off into space so it could thrive you know it's like kicking your kid out of the house uh dane dehan's in it uh cara devlin carol delavine is in it Clive Owen's in it, Rihanna's in it, Ethan Hawke's in it for about a hot second. Herbie Hancock, blah, blah, blah. Herbie Hancock. Yeah, he's in it. Rudger Hauer's in it for about 2.2 seconds. He's in the beginning. Plays the president of the World State Federation. Uh, so, 
this movie had a hundred and seventy million dollar production budget. It had a huge trailer release. It was okay. It was by Luke Besson, who was at this point really just trying to recreate some type of a crazier version of Fifth Element. This movie was supposed to go big, but it got like a. It got like a. I mean, this is being all too generous. It got like a fifty something on Robert Rotten Tomatoes, and I know Rotten Tomatoes is not really accurate anymore. But people beat the shit out of it, and ugh, the fuck's the matter with me? Maybe I'm dying. But I have to admit, the characters you 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 do not love the characters in the movie. Like, there's no emotional connection to the characters at all. Okay, either one could die, you wouldn't care. Okay. So the main character, uh, uh, Valerian, okay, he's like a special agent for some type of world, some universal police, all right? And then he's got his hottest girlfriend who they're kind of on the outs a little bit in some ways because she wants to get married and he's not really mar- He's not really committed. And also the fact that he's trying to use this fake-ass fucking tough guy voice. He's like, you know, down here, like the whole movie, even though he weighs like 137 pounds. Um... So at that point, you lose all believability because they still look like freaking kids. Okay. Special effects are cool. There's a lot of cool aliens and shit like that. But it's just it's, – it's, wimp, it's wimpy stuff. The main characters are wimpy. The, the comedy is not funny. Like you're not developed – you don't develop in the, in the actual comedy itself at well, – you don't develop in the movie at all. It's it, it really ultimately disappointing. The fake man, the fake man, the voice he uses for this movie is is not good at all. It isn't. It really isn't funny. I think I giggled once. Okay, and you know, yeah, I think I wrote it perfectly. Main characters I couldn't have given a fuck about. Okay, they re- should have renamed this movie to uh, Valerian. You know, the land of a thousand pl- useless. The movie of about a, th- about a thousand useless plot points. It's just I, I I took no enjoyment out of it all at at all. And justifiably so. Let's see. I'm going to get some music. Okay. It says opening weekend, $17 million. Ew. That's not good. Gross uh, budget, $177 million. 225 domestic, uh, worldwide gross, excuse me. Plus how many, you know, plus production budget, plus other things. So they maybe broke even. Maybe. That's disappointing. You know, there was no saving. There was really no saving this movie. As it mean. It had a lot of the elements of the fifth element. A lot of the elements of the fifth element. Okay, ton of different species, a bunch of different environments. Uh, the apocalypse is on the horizon, but it just kind of floated from one topic to another without explaining anything. How'd they get this weapon? How'd they get that weapon? How'd they get this car? How does he move over there? What did this really happen? It's like it just does, but it, it's a it's it's more of a it just does. Because we're not going to explain it to you. So piss off and just watch the movie. It's like, okay, I guess that's the route we're going then. So that's what you're stuck with, basically, is this movie that has basically a million different million different plot points. All right? Is not, is not funny at all. You got a fake tough guy. You got an empty Luke Besson who I think is throwing everything at his tank at this point. I'm not sure he's going to remake some of the movies he's already done. Okay, I mean, he did Fifth Element. The Fifth Element was an amazing movie. I mean, graphically, it was it was up there for its day. It had characters that you liked. 
that made made it humorous that you wanted to punch in the face and some of them redeemed themselves but it had more character overall than this movie could even compare to on any tiny level so valerian of a thousand planets is just it's a two-star movie i mean it had four star it had four star effort but the writing was just terrible it's fucking terrible and anything that's attached to the ter- anything that's attached to the to the title is dog shit too. So I really wouldn't even waste my time with it at all. So I would just say, let's see, Valerian, the city of a thousand uh, planets. I'd give it two stars because it wasn't bad, but it really just wasn't good. I didn't enjoy it at all. So I hate to say it, just don't waste your time with it. Uh, I would, however. I'm hearing a lot of good things about Avengers Endgame, so if you are into comic book movies, I would highly recommend you go see that. Okay, or anything, if you want to see a Luke Besson movie, I would definitely recommend anything from his collection that he's done with the from like 1995 or 96 up. I'll tell you one thing I won't recommend. Valerian, The City of a Thousand Planets. It's just, no, there's no, there's no fun, there there's, just seems like there's no fun in it for me. So I'm just going to wait for all the heavy hitters to show up in like May, June, or July. Anyways, I, I'm uh, rambling here uh, about a minute here, and I'm freaking tired for some reason. I don't know what's the matter with me, but we got a solid hour in. I like to thank everybody for listening, watching, subscribing. Whether you're on iTunes, uh, you're on Stitcher, you're on Podcast Addict, so positivesarcasm.com/slash/donate. Positivesarcasm, yeah, positivesarcasm.com/slash/donate. You can go to my website, uh, fa- uh, uh wait, wait, website, or no, you can go to my Instagram. It's like. J uh J something or other. Oh, I forget it. I'm falling. I'm falling. I'm falling apart almost without you. Yeah, just check it out. It's no fun. Uh, you can follow me on all social media. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook.com/slash balls of sarcasm. You can yell at me on Twitter at POS sarcasm. I got a lot of time next week, so I'm gonna try to do more stuff. I'm also gonna try to be more awake. Uh, I have to go grab groceries because I am hungry. But um. Yeah, I kind of floated away. Sorry about that. Sometimes I float away. Sometimes I'm kind of out of it. I'm trying to do the best I can. There's a lot more going on. A lot more articles. If you want to suggest articles, you have questions or comments for me, you can send me to positivesarcasm.outlook.com. Let me know where the article's from so I can research and clear it. But I appreciate you guys listening, watching, and subscribing. Please don't watch friggin' Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. I will be checking out... Avengers Endgame probably next weekend. I will let you know how I feel about it. I will not be giving you any plot points. Uh, But in that case, I'm going to maybe have myself another coffee, have some food, and I will check in with all you folks next week. Thank you so much for everything that you're a part of, even if it's for a second or for a minute. I appreciate all that you do, all that you troll for, and the fact that I'm merely just able to record this and throw this up online and maybe get ridiculed a bit. I'm so thankful for that. It's really, really awesome. So uh, before my eyes close completely, I appreciate you guys listening, watching, subscribing. Go to my YouTube. Go to all my social media. Hit me up on an email. Do whatever you want. But if you need to hit me up, you know where to find me. I will talk to you guys all next week. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.